Hey gang, Ross Brand here for LivestreamUniverse.com. This is Livestream Sports. Welcome. Uh, I'm joined by my guest, Corbett Thompson. It's our first time uh, here for Livestream Universe going out just to Facebook Live uh, using Wirecast. So hopefully you're hearing this and seeing this okay. And we appreciate you joining us on a Thursday night. And we're going to be talking about streaming audio tonight and specifically streaming sporting events, play-by-play and talk shows and things like that. And joining me tonight is Corbett Thompson. Corbett is uh, from King James Radio Network. Corbett and I actually worked together for WGHT in North Jersey covering sports. And now Corbett's running his own radio network online, doing live play-by-play, streaming from games and Corbin, first of all, welcome. It's it's great to talk to you. It's been an awful long time since I said, let's go out to Corbin Thompson. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. That's right. You know, the the incomparable Ross Brand, uh, you know, um, the best uh, studio host that North Jersey had to offer. So <laughs> thank uh, you, my friend. Yeah, great to be great to be back on with you. So give everybody a little introduction to King James Radio before we get into the nuts and bolts of doing play by play. You know what kind of programming do you have? How often are you on? Where do you, where can people find you? All that that kind of good stuff. Well, how often I'm on it kind of comes and goes by the season. So, for example, we're in football season right now, and so I cover primarily high school uh, sporting events. But in football season, um, probably not as much as as in basketball. Basketball I find is my busiest time. So football is more of a you know a weekly thing. Um, so it just depends on the season you catch me. But generally, in the three to four days a week range, um, on Sunday, we, we even have a church program on Sunday, on Sunday nights uh, called Restoration Place. And then uh, throughout the week, or Friday is usually our football night. Um, and then uh, we'll have a couple of things here and there in between, a couple of uh, NFL-type talk shows. Uh, Wednesday Night with NFL Female, for example, is a show that's strictly hosted by women. I have wow. no, yeah, I have no part in it as far as the, <laughs> as far as the on-air stuff. Um, uh, yeah, so a group of women that, uh, that, you know, watch NFL games and can comment on it. And, you know, you'll, you'll be surprised with how much they actually study and watch the games and who's injured and, and who's trending and who's not, that kind of thing. Um, and then uh, we do a simulcast with a station out in Memphis, Tennessee, AM730, SB Nation Sports out there. Uh, it's called Talk Back Live, so we do our NFL picks and predictions for the week. So, um, you know, we put, you know, we had a couple of other shows that we, you know, kind of ended their run. Um, as you know, I'm a Mets fan, so we had a Mets show, right, right, and and uh, so we we put that one to bed. I think just as much for my blood pressure as anything else. <laughs> and um, so, you know, we 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 had a two minute drill show that we did from Buffalo Wild Wings here in uh, the North Brunswick, New Jersey area. Uh, we did that for several years. So, um, you know, basically here and there, basketball season's right around the corner, so things will start to pick up uh, as we get towards the winter. Like next week, for example, um, we're going to be doing a show um, with some with some high school coaches and uh, hopefully uh, Chris Peichel, who is the uh, head basketball coach, uh, men's basketball coach at Rutgers University. Hopefully we can get him on and uh, that type of thing. Oh, that sounds interesting. Um, do you do, when you do your talk shows as opposed to doing – the games, do you do those live or do you pre-record those? The games are live. Um, so, yeah, the games are live. Um, you know, I have my little wireless, my, my little wireless, you know, thingy right here. And, um, 
And so the games are live. And, um, of course, for football goes a little bit longer than, say, uh, basketball. High school basketball generally runs in the two-hour range. Football is more in the two-and-a-half to three. And then baseball season, baseball, you know, runs in the more the two-and-a-half to three-hour range. So it just varies with the sport. But but all the games um, that we do are live. And then I will rebroadcast certain games um, kind of similar to what you might see um, if you follow the New York stations here, similar to what you might see with SNY or the Yes Networks, where, you know, where they'll have some classic games uh, that they rebroadcast. So we'll do that. Um, but to answer your question, all the games are live. And then the studio shows or the talk shows you pre-record or? Um, some are pre-recorded. Uh, well, actually, I'm at the point now where they're pretty much all pre-recorded. Okay. Like, the two-minute drill show that we did was live. We were live at the restaurant, and we went live on the air. And so that was always fun when we would, you know, when we would have a signal loss and we would cut out live on the air. That's always fun. Um, you know, so you deal with, the, you know, those types of things, and you, you try to work around those. But um, but right now, and it may change, but right now the, the studios, you know, studio shows are pre-recorded. So talk a little bit about your setup when you're doing a game. You're going out, you're doing the game, it's going to be live, it's going to be streaming to the internet from the stadium where you're broadcasting or the arena if it's basketball season. How do you set up, what kind of equipment do you need to do it? Just kind of give a layout of you know what you bring with you and, and how you go about getting that audio broadcast on the air. Ooh, well, um, it all basically starts with, like I said, with this little thing here. If I don't have this, then, uh, you know, I have some problems. Um, and you can get this from, you know, whatever wireless carrier you have. Which uh, hold, might, it, hold it up yeah. again if you can. Just hold it up and kind of slowly so that people can get us. So it's a very small device that you're using to, to connect to the Internet. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, a wireless hotspot device. Um, and... Um, you know, like I said, you can get it from, from your wireless carrier. If you, in my case, I have AT and T, but if you right. have us, Sprint or Verizon or whomever, they should have one. Um, I'm trying to think. It costs, I think, about twenty to thirty dollars a month, depending on your on your carrier, and uh, you know that kind of thing. So uh, I have that um, now. If you can get a wireless signal in the in the facility that you're in, great. Uh, but most times especially in, in high school buildings, that's generally not the case. So uh, you probably carry one of these just to make sure that you have something. Um, so that's where it starts. And then in my case, it really all depends on how far you want to go. If you're just trying to get on the air and that's all you're really interested in, then, um, you know, you could just, you could just, whoops, I've got to turn my flashlight off here, but you can just, uh, you know, use your phone. So it's, a, it's as simple as that. You know, you can just, uh, you know, have an app on your phone and be done with it. Um, but if you want to go high tech, um, in my case, I have a, a mixing board. And so I have a mixing board and I have cables and I have XLR cables and, and um, you know, I set up that way. So um, I, uh, I'm not sure you want a live demonstration here, but, um, but basically the mixing board um, the, the XLR cables, uh, you have your microphone headsets, which in my case, I uh, got from B&H in New York City, cost about $200 each. So it, like I said, you could you could spend anywhere, you know, literally from $20 to $2,000 to just depending on how far you want to go. 
Right. You could actually just take your cell phone out there and call in the game if you really wanted to. But what it sounds like, it's a it's a very professional setup that you have. You rely on the hotspot for your Internet access and then everything else. You kind of using traditional broadcast equipment with the XLR cables, the traditional headset with the microphone uh, that comes around and, you know, like a wind protector and so forth. And um so then the next thing you get into with doing this is where do you distribute the, the broadcast to when once you um, are sending it, streaming it back, streaming it to the Internet, right? Where where do people go to listen to it? Do you have a, a website where they go or do you use like a hosting service or a, 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 an audio service of some kind? Like how do you then get that to where the listener can hear it? Well, it's basically both. There's a there's my main website, the King James Radio Network website, and then there's I use Spreaker, um, S P R E A K E R. And um, over the years, I've been you know the network has been around for five years now. So through those five years, I've used UStream, I've used Blog Talk Radio, and uh, now I'm on Spreaker. And um, the, I guess the thing with the with Spreaker is. It's it's a little uh, it's a little complicated at, at this point, but I don't um, like Blog Talk Radio. Uh, when we were on Blog Talk Radio, um, you know, for a little while anyway, we were able to get uh, a good amount of listens just from uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, featuring us on their homepage and different things like that. But with Spreaker, it seems like I have a more consistent connection. That type of thing, I'm not always cutting out and and you know things like that. Um, so Spreaker is our carrier, if you will. Um, now the, the website is jamesisking.com. So I'll have a widget from Spreaker that I will post to the website for that particular game or that particular event and post it to the website. So that way you don't have to remember Spreaker.com slash user slash King James Radio Network. You don't have to remember all of that. You just go to jamesisking.com. The widget will be right there. And you can just click the play button and listen from there. And that'll be the Spreaker broadcast, which will be playing on your website. You'll be cool. using Spreaker as your your host for the for the audio. Correct. Okay, so that that makes sense. And and when you do the games, do you have a, a color commentator, an analyst, any anybody else, or is it a completely a one man show? You know, you know, I was thinking uh, if you're ever in the area, Ross, <laughs> Ross, Ross Brand wants to, you know, be a guest color commentator. You no, know, no, but um, uh, it's, it's it, most of the time, I'd say ninety uh, percent of the time, no, it's just me. Every now and again, I will have a, a guest uh, color commentator, depending on the sport, if that person has obviously played the sport before or has some type of expertise in the field. Um, it's funny. I'm at the point now where I actually have former players, former players actually uh, messaging me and asking me if they can come in and do color commentary. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I had somebody uh, message me just a couple of days ago, and uh, she asked me if she could do color commentary for a particular basketball game uh, coming up, like almost uh, three months away. Uh, but, uh, you yeah, know, so every now and again, I'll have a, a guest color commentator, uh, you know, just depending on the sport and the magnitude of the event. But most of the time, it's me. We're talking with Corbett Thompson. Corbett is the founder of the King James Radio Network. He does play-by-play, -play, has talk shows, a variety of programming. 
uh, does live broadcasts of sporting events. He's a former sportscaster with WGHT Radio, where he was uh, an on-site reporter, did some play-by-play, was a studio host. Corbin's done a little bit of everything sportscasts, and now he's running his own King James Radio Network online. And one of the things that you know I'm, I'm kind of interested about, Corbett, is when you do a game, how much cooperation do you get from the school, from the coaches? I know, like, with doing, say, high school sports, you don't know sometimes up until the minute who's going to be on the roster, who's going to be in the starting lineup. There's no press conference two hours before where the manager sits down with you and gives you the starting lineup and it's all, you know, you can get everything, all the stats online. How, how much cooperation do you get from the, from the coaches in doing games? Well, I should first say a very immature Corbett Thompson at WGHT, uh, you know, <laughs> way, way back when, uh, you know, it used to get me in some hot water here and there, but, <laughs> but uh, you know all about that, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but, um, but um, no, but um, as far as the coaches go, um, luckily I've been blessed to have, uh, you know, at North Brunswick, uh, North Brunswick, New Jersey, and also our, our Timothy Christian basketball games. Uh, I've been blessed to, to be able to work with coaches that they understand it. Um, I think, uh, the key there is that you, you have, you, if your coach understands where technology is going and, uh, you know, what it's, what it's about, then you'll more likely, you know, get a lot more cooperation uh, than you would from someone. The more I have more trouble with athletic directors than I do with coaches. Um, you, if you come across an athletic director that doesn't quite understand, you know what the technology is and how it works, and then they're going to be a little more apprehensive to let you come into their place and broadcast the game, because um, then you know it starts getting into privacy issues and different things. Luckily, you know WGHT. Of course, we never had that problem because we were WGHT. Right. But but um, when you're on your own, um, you have to establish yourself, um, you know, build relationships with coaches and, and athletic directors and, and that kind of thing. So the coaches, like I said, at, at North Brunswick and Timothy Christian have, have been great. Um, you know, some uh, when, you know, you send out a lot of emails during the course of a particular season. So uh, some are better at returning your emails more than others. Right. Some, are be- some are better at returning your text more than others. But as a general rule. Um, you know, they've all been great as far as if I need a stat or if there's a player on the roster that just showed up yesterday, like you said, you know, maybe five minutes before right. the game, you're looking at your roster and, okay, wait a minute, I don't see number number double zero here. And right. So, um, so they're, you know, they're pretty good at, as far as that goes, um, you know, or someone that just got called up from JV, you know, to kind of fill in as a, you know, as a last person off the bench, um, that type right. of thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but yeah, like I said, luckily I've been, you know, they've been very good as far as information and, um, you know, I have a, I have a few of their phone numbers, not all, a few of their phone numbers. And, uh, so I can pretty much reach them whenever I need to. Yeah, absolutely. The injury reports aren't in the paper, so you got to no. kind of dig up that information. I remember the craziest sport that I ever covered in terms of like, you don't know who's going to be on the team, who's going to be playing, what number they're going to wear, was the USBL, the United States Basketball League. I uh-huh. mean, they just like, it's like they have shirts ready and they some team cuts somebody or gets rid of them and they bring them over. Somebody's in town for like a couple of days who played at the local college or whatever. All right, let's get them a jersey and get them yeah. out here. 
Yeah. So yeah. that that was the craziest sport to cover because you you just didn't know from game to game. You could you could go on the website, you could look up what's going on with those teams, but who actually showed up from the other team or even your own team that you were covering? Nah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No no similarity to what actually was what what you received a few hours earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I've I've had high schools, you know, not North Brunswick, but I've seen other high schools where um, they'll have uh, basketball. In this case, uh, someone will be wearing a particular number, and uh, someone else will come on the court with that exact <laughs> same number. And what the coach did was they got a long piece of tape because <laughs> it was it, it was the double digit number. So yeah. they would they would cover up the first number. They put it like a they make a piece of tape and an X right. over the over the first number, and then it would just be a single digit. I've seen that happen. Yeah, so <laughs> you don't want to whether you say number five or X five, right? You know, instead of twenty five, it's yeah X five. So it, I so believe me, I've seen some weird some weird things. Uh, I should tell you the craziest thing I've seen. It had nothing to do with like coaching or anything, but. Um, you probably don't remember this. This was one of our WGHT games of the game of the weeks or game of the week and football season. We were at Passaic County tech and, um, I'm doing sideline. I'm a sideline reporter. Right. And, um, so I, I've got the wireless microphone and, you know, it says WGHT on it and all that. And, um, and, uh, our sports director and our assistant sports director are calling the game up in the press box. And so they come down to me whenever I have a story to report or what have you. And, um, so during the broadcast, all of a sudden, I look up. I don't know if John ever told you about this, our sports director. I don't know if he ever told you about this. But the press box, there's a speaker atop the press box. And the speaker caught fire during the game. You oh see this God. You see this big flame coming out of the speaker in the, in the press box. There's smoke coming out. Now, I'm on the sideline. And so I'm looking up, and I see this. And realizing that my, my boss and my assistant boss are in the, are in the press box. Right. And um, the players are turning around and looking. The funny part is the game still went on. The game continued as if nothing was happening. The and, broadcast uh, too continued. Yeah, yes. And um, and uh, luckily nobody got hurt. But uh, that was one of the wackier moments at a high school football game. Is you have to be ready for just about anything. Wow, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah. you know, it's it's got to be kind of a special thing for the kids at North Brunswick and Timothy Christian, who you do games for to have so so many opportunities to have their games covered and broadcast where family members and friends and people like that can listen. I, I imagine even now, as we're moving more and more into online broadcasting for sports and particularly local sports, uh, there's still a lot of schools that don't have their games broadcast, right? Unless it's like a, a game of the week situation or something where, you know, local cable station comes in and does one game a year for the team or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I just had a guy last week, an athletic director. Um, actually he's not even the athletic director yet. He's going to be taking over for the, for the, you know, preceding athletic director. But, uh, he, uh, he paid me, uh, he paid me after, before he denied me access to his game that I wanted to do, he actually paid me a nice compliment. Um, he said that he wishes he had something like, you know, what I do with, with North Brunswick. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, and then the conversation kind of went south from there. Right. Uh, but uh, that had more to do with the coach than it did with the athletic director. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, but, um, but yes, the, the, the parents have been great. 
um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have um, the the support that I do is, is in terms of listeners and sponsors wise uh, without the parents, um, you know, being one of the best parts of this is being able to talk with certain parents about, uh, in this case, football season now, about the games from week to week or, uh, you know, strategy and, and different things, just like you would in the pro game. Um, you do it in the high school game. So the, the parents have been phenomenal. Um, our Jersey Basketball Association parents, we do a, a youth sports league, the Jersey Basketball Association, which is the largest of its kind in New Jersey. And um, so the parents there, the reception that we've gotten from the parents has been tremendous. And um, so they're the backbone of the of the listenership. Uh, the one thing that as you grow um, in covering one team, you now, like you said, there are stations out there, you know, down in this area, it's uh, WCTC, uh, Central Jersey 1450 WCTC. So they'll do a game of the week and they'll go from place to place. But when you're doing uh, one school or one team, um, one of the things you have to do to you know, kind of grow your listenership is you have to get the other school involved, the opposing team, um, and, and try to get their parents involved and let them know that there's a broadcast here and their kid's name might, you know, might be mentioned. You know, some parents have that, you know, that, that gleam in the eye when they hear that their kid is going to be playing in a, you know, a game that's on the radio. So, um, so you try to get, you know, like I said, the other schools, uh, you know, people involved as well. So it gets a little more intricate as time goes on. So when you now, now you do these games and you've been doing it for a while, is this like a labor of love or is this something where, you know, you go out and you sell advertising and you know, it's, it's a business as well. It's more labor of love than it is business at this point. Um, Cause I, I also narrate audiobooks, So that's more of the business. Um, so that's more of the where, you know, that's a business. As far as this, um, it's more of a labor of love where um, I just, like I said, I, just, I like talking to the parents in between games. I, um, you know, I like just, you know, following along and because and, sports, unlike in news where a newscaster uh, get, more times than not will get the story after it's already happened. In sports, you know, when you show up, that more times than not, something is going to happen. Good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Something's going to happen. Um, and I'm not knocking news. You know, uh, I, obviously news is uh, uh, very uh, important. But, um, you know, like I said, in news, you don't always, uh, you usually show up after the fact. You usually show up after, you know, whatever it might be, a shooting or a bombing or whatever. Um, in sports, uh, you know, you get there, um, like I said, before anything happens. And you get to see it from start to finish. So that's that's the great thing about it. Yeah. So when you're doing a, a game and and you go to halftime or it's in between quarters or whatever, do you have spots that you play or what do you do to fill those those dead times in, in a sporting event? Well, you know, again, this is probably where I'd like to have a monologue from Ross Brand. But <laughs> but you know, this is where I'd love to throw it to halftime and say, you know, back in the studios, Ross Brand is standing by. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I cannot afford Ross Brand at this point. Um, <laughs> Ross Brand, you know, commands a, a hefty salary that I simply, you know, it took me enough to get this sweater. So I, I can't, you know, uh, I'm hoping my dream is one day to be able to afford Ross. But at this point, 
You know, it's a pretty darn nice sweater. I mean, for 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 you get another one like that. I I might do a couple of games. <laughs> I will. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. You, 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 this is recorded, right? I hope I'm going to hold you to. You that. know, those of us who do broadcasting, love free stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> get, get a you sweater know- like that. I'll 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 come down to North Brunswick for a game or two. All right. All right, I'm, I'm gonna hold you. But do you know how long I waited for my WGHT uh, uh, T-shirt? I, I I probably waited a good three, four years for my WGHT T-shirt. I still have it. You know, I haven't. We have. I, we haven't been there in like four years. I still have it to this day. I still have it. I, you you could only wear it anyway. Like the last couple of baseball games of the season, that was pretty much it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah I, I, absolutely. But no, even if I go, if I go to, if I'm not on, you know, doing my own thing, if I'm going to the grocery store, or what have you, I'll still wear it. Right. Um, but um, to to what was your question, Ross? So yeah, when you go to break, like, do you go to break or do you do you do you just talk right through? The commercial, like when the commercial times would be, when halftime would be, like how do you, you fill the gaps? Like the end of the first quarter, there's going to be a few minute break till the second quarter starts. Do you just keep it there and you know analyze what's happened, or do you have like some spots or some PSAs or something ready to run that you can run from 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 your setup? Well, obviously it varies depending on the sport, but. Um... For like baseball is continuous, so you know you take your breaks in between the half innings. Which for high school, it's not like uh, you know it's not like the pros where you get two or three or four minutes to play a whole bunch of spots. In high school, you're lucky if you get forty-five to sixty seconds. You you consider yourself good, right? Um, because in high school, you know the timeouts are like thirty seconds. Um, in basketball, you get a couple of sixty-second timeouts, but it's not that many. Um, so what I do is just, let's say in between quarters, I'll go ahead and I'll play, um, a 30 second spot or a 45 second spot. I have two main sponsors right now, uh, which is the, the, the North Brunswick Baseball and Softball Association, the local organization here, and then, uh, a local dentist, uh, dentist office, Route One Dental. Um, so I'll sprinkle those in if there's a timeout or if there's in between quarters, at halftime, what I usually like to do at halftime is I'll interview, I'll do a pre-recorded interview with someone that has to do with the team or the school in some type of way. I've had uh, the mayor of North Brunswick, Mr. Francis Womack, on at halftime a couple of times. So just anything to do with the school or the town or or the team or it may be a newspaper writer that covers uh, that particular sport in the conference, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, that I think that People will, you know, now, of course, you know, a lot of people will you know, at halftime get up and go take a break, do whatever. But hopefully the people that are left, uh, you know, they'll have something, you know, captivating to listen to uh, come halftime. No, that's a great way to do it. And, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of work being a one man show for play by play, particularly in sports like football, like basketball, hockey, not as difficult because the action's so constant during the game. Football in particular, you know, they're still huddling up m- most places. There's more, more shotgun, more, more spread offenses, more no huddle stuff than ever. But I don't know, has that reached the 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 high school game yet, or is the high school game still huddling up after a play and coming to the line? <laughs> well, yeah, you they still huddle. Uh, as a matter of fact, I one of the things that in covering one team 
is like, you know, I try to, I try to stay as objective as I can. I try not to, and this is one of the things, hopefully, you know, our, our former sports director, John Bass, isn't listening to this because I would never admit this to him personally. But um, <laughs> I, I, one of the things I learned from him is about objectivity and right. about, um, you know, just trying to, to stay somewhat neutral, even if you're covering one team. Um, you know, you want to uh, present when the other team does something good as well. Right. Uh, so, but um, in terms of the huddle, uh, in football, yes, they still huddle. Uh, that hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, that has that hasn't changed. Now in New Jersey, of course, there's no there's no play clock that's displayed anywhere. Um, so nobody, you know, unless you ask the referee right there on the spot, you don't really know how much time you have to run a play. And in basketball, there's no shot clock. Right. Uh, so so you can take as long as you want. So if somebody, you know, what happens a lot is towards the end of a game, if there's a team winning, let's say winning by four or five points they'll just pass the ball around with like less than two minutes, let's say in the fourth quarter, they'll just pass the ball around and try to run out the clock as much as they can. And um, the other team, then it's up to the other team to foul or what have you. So you have to fill in a little bit of time there. I mean, right. you have to, you have to let the audience know what the, you know, what this team is trying to do. Um, but, but yeah, in football, they, they still huddle. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's still the same. Um, you see and, so many colleges now going to spread offense and, you know, no, not, not necessarily hurry up, but just sort of skipping the huddle, right? More and more so that the defense and in the pro level too, so that the defense can't substitute special specialty substitute as much uh, between plays. Yeah. Yeah. The defense will try to, in the pros, they might try to catch if they see, um, the defensive personnel is not right. They might try to catch the defense with 12 men on the field or, right. or, some, or something like that. The high school game, unless you're talking about, you know, a national power, right, right. You, know, um, you know, more of the local schools aren't usually going to do that. Um, you know, it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, because I, I have to catch myself sometimes, like North Brunswick was trailing in a game in the fourth quarter and they were in their huddle, their regular huddle. And this was like with under five minutes left, they were down by two scores. And I'm like, where's the no huddle? So you have to, <laughs> so you have to catch yourself sometimes um, in, in, like I said, when you're covering one particular team, uh, you know, in, in, now there's some, there's some that will root for, you know, they'll openly on the air uh, root for that team. They'll scream out loud. Yes. Or whatever. Um, I try not to do that. Uh, that doesn't guess generally just not me. Um, everybody's different. So I don't, I don't knock, you know, if you have more of a, of a Homer type of call, but um, uh, generally that's, I try to stay as close to neutral as I can, understanding that this is a North Brunswick or a Timothy Christian broadcast. And we're going to talk mostly about them. We'll get in some, you know, some stuff about the other team too, but it's going to be at least 60, 40, you know, for the, for the home team. Right, right. And you're able to do interviews with coaches after the game. Will they come over and sit down with you and do a, do a quick interview after the game? Yes, if I ask them to, uh yes, generally I like to do I like to talk to the players after a game. Um in my case, again, everybody's different. In my case, I usually talk to a coach before a game. Okay. So for football, for example, we have a 30-minute pregame show, so that's when I'll talk to the coach then in the pregame. And um, then, like I said, after a game, 
I'll talk to a player about what happened in the game and so on and, and that kind of thing. Now, you're not mobile, right, where your setup is. You'll need them to come over to you and and talk to you like in front of the board where you can set them up and everything, right? Correct, yes. So you, um, so you got to get some cooperation from a coach or from somebody, right, to make yeah. sure that kid comes over and they know where to go and all that kind of stuff. Now, probably yeah. the, the home team is so used to seeing you that it's like – kind of almost like a given now if you're the star of the game you you talk to Corbett afterwards but if you wanted to talk to somebody from the visiting team then you'd have to you'd have to arrange it pretty much yes um for example if um the now the my I have a rule and again everybody's different but I my rule is with the opposing team um and it varies with the sport so in right. in basketball let's say if a visiting or an opposing player scores let's say 30 points against the team that I'm doing, then I'll talk, I'll go and talk to that player. 30 is my rule. Right. Um, it, it actually happened once. And uh, now you may get a few raised eyebrows from the team that you're covering and saying, what is he doing talking to her? But, but um, outside of that, that's my rule. If um, it's not really newsworthy, then it's, you, you're it, not going to, it, it's right. worth it. If it's a, if it's a superstar performance, it's not worth it. If it's uh the leading scorer had 10 points and they, they, they want to slow down game. <laughs> right. 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 Now, if it's, if it's WGHT or WCTC and it's a neutral broadcast, then you're going to pick you know a player from the winning team, whoever right. that might be. So it's altogether different in a neutral broadcast than it would be in a, a hometown broadcast. Will a player from the losing team come over and talk to you if it's, you know, from the home from the home team? Yes. Um, actually, I'm not the only time I've never been turned down alive on the air. Uh, right. I will say that. Now, the only time I was ever turned down as far as a hometown team, it was a pre-recorded interview that I was going to use for a segment. Um, but other than that, as far as live on the air, I've never been turned down. Knock on wood for for an interview. So, um, like I said, the, the people at North Brunswick and Timothy Christian uh, have been great. And like you said, uh, the players at this point now when i first started you know you know there was actually one player that thought i was stalking them which you know my <laughs> wife my wife concurred and um you know so but um but since then i've been able to grow enough of a rapport with the players and the coaches to where they know who i am and they know why i'm there and uh, so even the ones that don't really have much to say they'll at least come and talk to you and and you know say a few words or what have you do you get any um do you get any feedback from the parents or even from the players themselves like oh man why did you say that about me I I was where I was supposed to be it wasn't my fault on that play or hey thanks so much I love that call we we we've been listening to it all day or whatever of my game winning hit you know do you do you get that kind of feedback do they you know the parents come up and talk to you or players from time to time Do you remember Chaz Servino from DePaul I do. Yeah. Quarterback, right? The quarterback. Yeah. Um, he heard me now. This has, this is before the King James radio network, but right. he, he, this is WGHT days, but he, I was a stringer. I was out in the field covering a game, one of his games. And, uh, he, um, heard me, he, I guess he heard me on the air. He, he must've went back and listened or somewhat and heard me on the air saying that he had, I think I said he had like two touchdowns and he, the next time he saw me, he said, I had three touchdowns. So, you know, <laughs> you you will get that 
every uh, every now and again, every once in a great while, not often. Um, actually, just last week, uh, the volleyball coach at North Brunswick, she told me that one of the players uh, actually was listening to you know the broadcast and generally they don't you know like i said they don't generally they won't generally come up to you and say thank you or um you know nice job or um you'll get a parent uh every so often when they bump into you somewhere um that'll say that but generally the players it's almost like in the in the in college and in the pros they're just the college and pro athletes they're just so used to it that it's just kind of you know it's it's uh just another day at the office for them right so so high school um every now and again but it doesn't it doesn't happen a lot and it, it that doesn't bother me i don't i don't necessarily do it for a pat on the back or the applause or anything like that um you know so you know it, mostly the the post game interview seems mm -hmm. to draw most of the attention um you know, they'll say thank you for interviewing me or, or what have you. So that's where most of it goes. But as far as the game itself, um, it doesn't happen often. Um, like I said, every once in a great while. Are all of your games that, that you've done, are they all still available on the Internet? Can somebody go back and listen to a game from three or four years ago? Um, do you keep them all, like, all up online? Are they you know, subscription only, like, how do you, how do you, if you wanted to find a game from three or four years ago, how would somebody go about doing that? On blog talk radio, when now I was on, we, we were on blog talk radio from 2000, 2012 to 2014. So all of that stuff is still up online. I haven't taken any of that stuff down. The stuff on Spreaker is basically goes back to about a year or so, um, you know, roughly about a year or so. Um, just because of the package I have, I have to make sure that I, you know, I'm within a certain amount of space. Right. Right. Um, so, um, so roughly about a year, it goes back. If you do want to hear something, uh, like a special request, you can always email me. Um, for those of my North Brunswick folks that might be listening, King right. James, King James radio one at gmail.com. Uh, if you have a special request from a game three, four years ago, just email me and I'll find a way to put it somewhere for you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, now that I'm on Spreaker, basically about a year, year and a half tops, um, I'll have you know games from back then. And can the players, if they if they like something, can they just go ahead and download it from Spreaker, or they need to contact you in order to to get a copy if they want to have a copy of the game? They can download it right from Spreaker. Um, I have it the settings where, and you can set this as the broadcaster whether you want to download it or not. So I have it set to where they can there's no charge or anything like that um so they can do that and um you know go from there so what what players have you covered i know you've covered a few that have made it to the big time who who've you covered in doing the online radio who's uh now playing in the pros or went on to play big time college and you know maybe got a got a cup of coffee or something up at the pro level I like how you make me sound important, Ross. Um, <laughs> you know the the um, well when I was see when I was at WGST, you know I didn't really have a chance, uh, you know, to cover let's say Victor Cruz like Ross Brand did. 
I, I didn't have that. I covered him playing basketball, not football, but that's good enough, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the same guy. Yes. So, but, but, um, but uh, so when I was at WGST, I didn't have that. Uh, I think Chris Hogan was as close as I got, you know, who plays for, um, he played for the Bills. I think he's on another team now. Yeah. Uh, um, so that was, as, and that was as close as I got. Um, but with the King James Radio Network, uh, Carl Towns, uh, mm-hmm. The number number one draft pick, you nice. know, you, uh, you, not not this year, of course, last year. Um, now at the Timberwolves, um, we did uh, one of his games. Uh, they played North Brunswick in the uh, GMC Greater Middlesex Conference Tournament Finals in 2012. So that's one of our classic Raiders games. It's actually the only classic Raiders game that I broadcast where the Raiders lost that right. day. Um, it was championship game at the Rutgers Athletic Center, and uh, so Carl Towns was a freshman in high school. Uh, you know, that game. Um, there's another kid. There's a North Brunswick kid, actually. Placido Torres is his name. He is a uh, pitcher, left-handed pitcher. He's now in the New York Mets organization. He just got drafted this year in the eighth round. Um, so I had a chance to interview him back in September for our fifth anniversary show that we did. So those are the two that, you know, that stand out as far as going pro. Um, there's a couple of other baseball players that have been drafted to uh, pro organizations. Uh, Mike Wilson, who played for Colonia, he got drafted by the Red Sox. Right. Um, Robbie Pito got drafted by the Angels. He's from Monroe. So there's a couple that have, you know, uh, opened the door, but, you know, not quite there yet. So hopefully as the years go on, you know, we'll get to more and more of, of that, you know, kind of thing. So in the, in the time we have left, we, we got to talk about some of the, the, the big teams now, because, I know you're a huge Met fan, and I was wondering, oh bring Cespedes back or, oh, or move man. on? Do we really <laughs> want to talk about Cespedes? <laughs> I get into arguments with Mets fans about Cespedes. And our former colleague, Satesh Shah, he argues with me right. all the time about different things. But in, in particular, Ioannis Cespedes, uh, Bring, I'm, I'm okay for bringing him back at the right price, okay? I'm not going overboard, you know, because, you know, Mets fans are ready to jump off the George Washington Bridge if we don't re-sign him. But I'm, I'm just, you know, 86 RBIs is 86 RBIs. You can talk to me about – see, now you got me started. Right. You, you, you're, you can talk to me about injuries. You can talk to me about guys not getting on base in front of them. 86 is 86. So to pay a guy in the 30000000 million-plus range um, – you know, and unless he's driving in 120, you know, and he's either, you know, hitting close to 300 or in between 40 and 50 home runs, you know, I understand the free agent market is thin and I understand that, but just as Cespedes popped up at the trade deadline in 2015, there is always a plan B that will present itself. So right. I'm not, I'm not going to be held hostage by one guy. Um, and, you know, even if you sign Cespedes, it doesn't guarantee you a World Series, i.e., this year. You know, so um, I'm okay. You know, if you, I'll bring him back at the right price, but I'm not going nuts. Right, right. Now you're a Knicks fan, also, right? Uh, no, that no. I, I, I don't have an NBA team. Okay. Uh, um, and if I was a Knicks fan, I'd probably, I'd probably be, you know, in therapy right now. Um, <laughs> All right, let's move on. You're a Giants fan, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to ask you about the Josh Brown situation, although that seems to be, the still be the, the the main talk going on around the Giants, or at least the the media with the Giants. 
What do you make of this Giants team? I mean, some weeks they don't look like they can block anybody. Other weeks they move the football pretty well. The defense is is much better, quicker than I thought it would be. But the offense is a little sluggish. Josh, well, well, for starters, you know, Josh Brown. Um, obviously, um, you don't, you know, you don't want to, um, you don't condone you know, anything that's happened there. So that's the obvious part. Um, and, you know, in the Giants, you know, uh, John Mara, you know, he owned up to the fact that, you know, he made a mistake in not dismissing Josh Brown uh, or sooner. Uh, so, um, you know, if you if you recognize that you made a mistake, that's that's all you can do. Um, and hopefully Robbie Gould, their new kicker, you know, turns out to be just as good or better. And uh, you, you move on uh, as far as the you know, as far as the offense, they can't run the ball. Um, they, you know, they've right. got, they've got injuries to their backs, but even before then they've had a hard time consistently with the run game. And so now Eli Manning is using these short passes as a, you know, as a glorified running game. So I don't know how long, if, if, if we know that as spectators, the other team's going to figure it out in five seconds. So that's where I would have concerns um, if I'm the Giants, you know, and Ben McAdoo, first time head coach, of course, um, you know, he, hopefully he can, you know, get a grasp on the entire team as opposed to just offense. You know, get a grasp on the entire team. Odell Beckham is a whole another situation. You know, <laughs> while I do think Odell has some maturing to do, I think guys like Josh Norman and, and other guys around the league certainly don't help the situation, you know, by trying to goad him into stuff. So I think there has to be just as much of a spotlight on those guys as Beckham. Right, right. The secondary's been really good, and and is particularly the last game. The secondary was terrific. When they're healthy, they're a heck of a secondary. They're not. They haven't been healthy a lot, but um, Landon Collins is much improved. Um, Dominic Rogers Cromartie is always good, and. Janoris Jenkins has has really been solid since they came along. So obviously this was their breakout game against the Rams, but if they can keep those three guys healthy, they've got a really strong secondary, which was an area for for a long time that was kind of a weakness for the Giants. Yeah, and you know with the addition of Eli Apple, um, yeah. and so so like you said, they they're improving the defense. They're not giving up you know the late touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, so, you know, Steve Spagnuolo, who's, you know, has been tabbed as a defensive wizard, but, you know, you can only work with, you know, what you have. So, um, so yes, defensively things have, have seemed to picked up um, and, uh, you know, they got the bye week this week. So get some guys healthy, uh, come back next week and, and they still have to play the Eagles twice. They still got to play the Cowboys again. They still have the Redskins. So, um, they've got, they still got a long way to go here in this second half of the season. Well, Corbett, it's been awesome having you on and chatting again. It's uh, been too long. I guess, uh, at the rate we're going, it'll be another nine years till our next show, or, or maybe we'll find a way, uh, to get me down there. You'll have another sweatshirt come I gotta, along. Yeah, and... I get out to you. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So thanks so much for, for doing this and for sharing kind of behind the scenes of what goes on in doing an online radio play-by-play broadcast and streaming it to the internet and uh, working with, with high schools and, and local broadcasts and stuff like that. Really interesting stuff. And, you know, I wish you all the best with King James Radio and, you know, look forward to continuing the conversation soon. 
Hey, thanks so much, Ross. Uh, you know, if, if you do have a question um, that I can answer, uh, I'm on Twitter at Corbett, K-O-R-B-I-D Thompson. And um, you can you know, find me there if you have a question or what have you. But Ross, always great to you know catch up with you again. And uh, like I said, the, the premier studio host at WGHT. I mean, this guy, do, do you have your picture in the studio there? By yeah, I don't or? think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think they they eliminated all 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 sports. Uh, <laughs> that is prob you're probably right about that. Yeah, although they probably still have the AP awards, right? They they were pretty proud of that. I was <laughs> gonna say stop doing sports. I know my name is not on that. Yours might be. No, it's <laughs> it was a department thing, I think. But anyway, yes, yes, it's so great to have you on, um, Corbett Thompson, King James Radio Network at King James Radio One on Twitter. Check him out uh doing north brunswick sports and also uh timothy christian basketball and uh he's got a variety of programming sports talk and other programming that he does and we'll be back uh you can see our updates every day right here on facebook on the live stream universe facebook page and then we'll be back monday night with live stream stars also here on facebook live have a great evening everybody